In today's pop culture, with the age of the selfie, there is a new cult of personality, with people celebrated for their beauty, with some garnering thousands, even millions of followers on social media. Their fame, if properly leveraged, can sometimes develop into careers in modeling, acting, and product endorsements. One is put in mind of notable personalities such as the Hadid or Jenner sisters, along with the prime movers of the Kardashian family. It might surprise people to know this trend actually dates back almost 150 years ago, with one woman's fame in the late 1800s almost being a template for her present-day counterparts. World famous in her time, she was legendary not just for her lettered, multi-tiered career, but also for the influential men she attracted to her orbit. One of the most notable being the Prince of Wales of Britain. In the late 1800s, very few in the UK and North America were unaware of the name Lily Langtree. The Dilettante, a Ferrochrome podcast. Born in 1853 as Emily Charlotte Le Breton, she was the daughter of the rector of Saint Saviour's Parish Church in Jersey, a British protectorate on the coast of France. Like her mother, she was a beauty, inciting a marriage proposal from a young soldier who was mortified when he was informed she was only 14. It wasn't until 1875, after her family had moved to London. She came to prominence at a society party, where her exceptional beauty in a simple black dress, which was all she owned, garnered her much notice and offers to model for portraits, both painting and photographic. Soon she was being invited to numerous parties, where her intelligence and wit, augmented by her beauty, made her the must-have guest at any London party. At age 20, she married Edward Langtree, a widowed landowner ten years older, who had been married to the sister-in-law of Lily's brother. This fame and her numerous portraits soon reached the attention of the Prince of Wales Edward Albert, later to be King Edward VII, who finally met her at one of these parties. After meeting her, he made it known through intermediaries that his attendance at any London society party. Was unlikely, unless Lily Langtree was also invited. Her cachet in society rose, as well as her relationship with the Prince of Wales, and soon she became his mistress with the complicity of her husband. Langtree was termed the Prince's semi-official mistress, which in the late 1800s had the meaning that she was known and seen at events with the Prince by most in that social strata, even Queen Victoria. But never mentioned in the British press. Indeed, she even became friendly with her paramour's wife, Princess Alexandra. She was also known by two nicknames: the Jersey Lily, from the famous portrait of her painted by John Everett Millais, and by the more expansive title, the Langtree Phenomenon. Through her relationship with the future Edward VII, she met and became friends with many luminaries of London society: Oscar Wilde, Prime Minister Gladstone, and actress Sarah Bernhardt, who would later supplant her as the Prince of Wales' mistress. Lily, who had benefited financially while with the prince, fell upon harder times with creditors, 
selling off generous gifts from the Prince of Wales in order to settle her and her husband's debts. Shortly in 1879, Lily started a relationship with Prince Louis of Battenberg, but also had a concurrent affiliation with Arthur Clarence Jones, the brother of her sister-in-law. She soon found herself pregnant, telling Prince Louis it was his child. His parents immediately had him shipped out with the Navy, while Lily's former paramour, the Prince of Wales, with whom she was still friendly, gifted her some funds for a secluded pregnancy confinement in Paris. It ended up not being that secluded, as young Arthur Jones accompanied Langtry to Paris, with later letters of Lily's discovered in 1978 confirming the father of her daughter Jean-Marie, born in 1881, was actually Arthur Jones. While Langtry's affairs and patronage by members of the British aristocracy were scandalous for the time, and even viewed from present day can incur moral judgment, it's still worth remembering how little agency an intelligent woman of ambition had on her own in the 19th century. When Lily returned to England, her finances were at a low ebb. Her good friend Oscar Wilde suggested she take up acting, with her talent, charm, and beauty sure to be a hit. She made her stage debut in 1882 at London's Haymarket Theatre in Oliver Goldsmith's She Stoops to Conquer, to favorable reviews. Soon she was touring America, bolstered by Wilde's success there, and who would be there in New York to greet her. While she was a novice actress, she had undeniable charisma and charm, and was a fast learner of stagecraft. That, coupled with her beauty, had her playing to sold-out shows across the United States. Her fame was such that the infamous Judge Roy Bean was so entranced with Lily, despite never actually having met her, he changed the name of his town to Langtree, Texas where the original Jersey Lily Saloon still stands today. While in the U.S., Lily would meet Freddie Gebhard, a millionaire who gifted her with a New York townhouse and a personal rail car. She would soon divorce Edward Langtree in 1887, and while Langtree and Gebhard would not marry, they would be together until 1891, where Lily, under Gebhard's mentorship, would begin to engage professionally in racehorse breeding with great financial success, with one of her horses winning the Ascot Gold Cup. She also owned a vineyard in California, which she sold in 1906, with Langtree Farms still existing under that name today. Lily would marry Hugo Gerald de Bath, who was 19 years younger than her. In 1907, when his father died, Hugo inherited the title Lord de Bath. If it wasn't a marriage of love, it still had a mutual convenience, as the financially challenged Hugo enjoyed Lily's wealth, while Langtree was rebranded as Lady de Bath. Langtree would continue acting until her retirement in Monaco in 1917, living alone with the wife of her late butler, Matilda Peet, while Lord de Bath lived in Nice, France. Lily would die in 1929 at age 75, leaving her considerable fortune to her daughter, family, and Mrs. Peet. 
She was buried in Jersey at the parish her father had been rector at when she was born. While Lily Langtree knew the attention, love, and friendship of many influential people of the Victorian age, one notable one was Lord William Gladstone, Prime Minister of England during Victoria's reign. No stranger to the vicissitudes of aristocratic favor or public opinion, he offered this sage advice. In your professional career, you will receive attacks personal and critical, just and unjust. Bear them, never reply, and above all, never rush into print to explain or defend yourself. For Lily Langtree, the Jersey Lily, she would never stoop to conquer. The Dilettante, part of the Fairchrome Podcast Network.